there's a fungus, there's a fungus, another fungus, everywhere among us, here's a fungus, there's a fungus, another fungus, everywhere among us, agaric share, a fleshy cap and gills, some are tasty, others sicken and kill, here's a fungus, there's a fungus, another fungus, everywhere among us. Bill, what do you call a giant mushroom? Ooh, a giant mushroom. Um, I would say a, a forest of fungus. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you got half of it. It's you fungus. You fungus. <laughs> can you can you explain that? I mean, to cut into our music, but can you explain that? You fungus. You fungus. You fungus. You fungus. Oh, 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 you got it. <laughs> Eufungus? Okay, I got it. Eumongous Eumongous is probably not a word you use a whole lot, is it? And have you? No. And also. I actually use it quite a bit. (laughs) I noticed that huge and huge. On the East Coast, it's huge. Uh, On the West Coast, it's huge. Oh, I know. My mom always used to get on to me because I didn't pronounce. Pronounce. I didn't pronounce the H. And and according to your mother, Betty, who I would defer to. Oh, yeah. Well, she huge. was right. She was right. Okay. But it's not huge. huge. Okay. I know. I would just say huge, and I'd get in trouble. Get in trouble. Well, here we are. <laughs> here, we, here we are. You look at – I haven't seen you in like a uh, – uh, I know. A coon's age. <laughs> a small coon, you know. A coon's age. coon's age. I don't know what that means coon, exactly. coon under my house again oh, last man. night. Or a possum. Seeking I, shelter I from the cold. I don't know which one. Yeah, they mm-hmm. start rattling around under mm-hmm. there going – Hopefully it's a possum because those, those coons <laughs> – Bad news. It was probably a possum. <laughs> I tried to get my outdoor cat to come in, but he wouldn't come in. So I'm like, it's your loss. Right. I was going to let you in. Yeah. You're I mean, he does have a little house out there, but fluff up he, that he fur. doesn't really use it. <laughs> fluff up that fur. It's going to be cold. Yeah. Be a cold one. Yeah. So here we are for episode 56. I had to do a solo last week. I'm you sorry. Were gone, I was gone. You had a great visit I flew with west your family in New, to New Mexico. Mexico. My brother turned 70. Yeah. That sounds very odd. I keep thinking of the Simon and Garfunkel song, Old Friends. And there's a yeah. verse that says, oh, how terribly, friends. exactly, uh, sit, on the, sit on the park bench like bookends. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, another verse that says, how terribly strange to be 70. And, you know, now that seems very young to me. Yeah. What's, <laughs> right? so, what's so strange about 70? Exactly. I guess, right. It's, it, it's a, it's a milestone. Simon, it's a milestone. We, we're, right. <laughs> he's way past 70 now. So, yeah. right. He, he's, he's past that bridge. So it, yeah. was, it was a fun trip, and I'm glad to be back, but it's always good to be home. Yeah. So, yes. And we are up to episode 56. Five, six. Yeah. 50 is a magic number. Schoolhouse Rock. And I don't know. It sounds magic. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's magic. We are talking about something that's kind of magical today. Magic, ma- magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Yeah. I feel like, you know, the, ooh, yeah. right. You know, yesterday I was posting on the Wacky Poem Life Facebook page that we were going to be talking about mushrooms. Mm-hmm. And then I kept getting these uh, notices that somebody was commenting on it. And I'd go over there and look. And it was somebody trying to direct you over to some sort of site that was about psychedelic mushrooms really yeah so there was spam comments well, and i had to keep deleting them I had and the, blocking the people who were making the I comments had to delete a couple myself because yeah. a cousin of mine said she looks forward to uh, this episode and then below <laughs> that was like i'm like get off this thread <laughs> get out of here uh. 
yeah, I I didn't appreciate it because at first I'm kind of excited. Oh, somebody's commenting, and then it's like on our post, and like oh, it's a fisher with a, a ph. Freaking scammer! Right, right. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yes, hate a scammer. Yeah. So here we are. We're going to talk about mushrooms because someone recently left a uh, poem, kind of a long poem. Might be the longest poem we've ever discussed. I don't know. It's really, it's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They left it recently. I don't think it was written in in reference to a prompt in the museum. By the way, I'm Sean. And I'm Bill. I was. <laughs> I thought you looked familiar. I was going to ask who you were. <laughs> we. Uh, uh, I run the rural Oklahoma Museum of Poetry, and that's where we do this podcast. And uh, so we sit here in this this little craft room. That's kind of a mess right now. And uh, we talk about a poem that someone has left in the museum because the museum's very interactive. And you can write in reference to the prompts that are throughout the museum or just write something mm-hmm. if you feel inspired and leave it for people to read. And I think that must have been what she did because I don't think this is in reference to a prompt, but she wrote this little poem and left it on top of a safe and if it, that it, we have in this front room. Interesting. <laughs> and if it's spontaneous, it's I am impressed. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, to think that this came from a place of creativity and spontaneity yes. it impresses me yeah. very Well, much. it's very inspiring mm-hmm. in here in this museum. It is. I mean, you Agreed. can come in and— It's a safe space to yeah. come in and, and, and anonymously leave your thoughts or your, uh, you know, your um, emotions mm-hmm. on paper and— Judgment free, of course, yeah. and uh, you just got to come in. You, have you to know, come in the door, <laughs> and it's easy to find. Look for the building with the writing on the wall, downtown Locust Grove, uh, on the exterior. It is funny. I mean, just recently, people have been coming in. We've been at this site on Main Street in Locust Grove. The museum's been around ten years, and we've been on this site for two years. And uh, people in the town. This is a small town. It's mm-hmm. like 1,300 people. Are just now some of them are just now coming in. Like yesterday, a couple yeah. of young guys came in, um, and they're from this town. It was the first time they'd been in, and so it, it's you got you have to be curious. Be, you know, mm-hmm, you have mm-hmm. to be curious enough to pull your car into the parking lot mm-hmm. and just get out and come in. Yeah, yeah. And if Make you think it's effort. a pottery museum. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you find out you're wrong, you can still look around. And write a poem about pottery or poetry. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people love both, some people love each. I think I've said that before on here, haven't I? Those people that stopped because they thought hilarious. it was a pottery museum. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, and when they found out it wasn't, they just turned around and walked back out. And I was like, but. But, <laughs> but you walked in. At least explore. Yeah. There, you know, come but on. The, there's not, no, the curiosity wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. There's some pottery in the gift shop here. <laughs> Beautiful pottery. There was. I should Beautiful have mentioned pottery. that. Beautiful pottery. You know? <laughs> yeah. Come in, look at the local, pottery here. Local artist, Sula Robertson. Right. She's so good. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what we do. And um, so this is a poem that someone uh, hand wrote on three little yellow pieces of paper. Yes. Yes. Uh, extensive. You know, one, two, three. I would like to read it now yes, for please. you. A message for from the mushroom. Isn't it heavy, all that baggage? Come with me. I have the power to transform. I have the power to decay. I have the power to bring death, death to the burdens you carry. I'll take the broken branches, 
that no longer serve you. I'll show you the beauty in death. Look into his face so that you may heal. I will uncover the buried thoughts, the pain, the burden, the trauma. I will devour them. I will gobble them up and take that which binds you to allow new life to grow. I will remind you that you have the power to heal your wounds. Awaken that which is already within, buried under broken branches, so that you may grow. Your new branches will be strong. See the blue of the sky again. Hear the music in the wind. Breathe in the magic that is life. Live free. Find your truth. And when those branches sag once more, with the weight of the world's suffering, I'll be there on the forest floor, waiting to feed on those hardships and bring peace so that you may see clearly again. Lovely. Yes. It's you just... read that really well, too. Well, Bill. thank you. I practiced reading this. <laughs> I practiced because <laughs> I thought I'm going to enunciate and I'm going to pause. Because you, you do. Pause is important. You do yeah. need to digest these words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, of course, enunciation is important, and, and the pause is important. I mean, that's the thing that makes poetry. Poetry is the line, you know, mm-hmm. is that it is written in lines, and it is written in lines because you are supposed to pause mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of each. Well, this was written by a young woman named Sarah Day Short. Mm-hmm. She signed her name to it on October 8th of this year, so very not very recently, long ago. Very recent, yeah. yes. So, Sarah, this is an awesome poem, and thank you for leaving Absolutely. it for us. Absolutely, yes. What a gift, yeah. It is, and that's kind of what the the mushroom is offering to people is a gift, is the gift of its, what is it? What does a mushroom have? It, it has ha- some insight, doesn't it? It has the insight. It has the power to transform uh, decay into life. Mm-hmm. Um, it grows up out of the poop, doesn't it? it? it out, of, out of the poop <laughs> and, and, the, and the rotting logs and the uh, yeah. rotting vegetation. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And it is, uh, it's a beautiful or, uh, organism mm-hmm. oftentimes, mm-hmm. but it's uh, pro- probably misunderstood. I'm not sure when mushrooms became known to be edible. I imagine there are many people who maybe died in the pursuit of what, <laughs> yeah. finding which ones were edible. You had to figure that out. Right. Uh, trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Trial and error. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We I, have a we have a, a a Cherokee elder here, Louisa Soap, that she works at the the rummage store that keeps this museum going, mm-hmm. and she does craft workshops here at the museum sometimes too. And she's always bringing me mushrooms, and I know they're safe ones because she knows the mushrooms. She probably can just look at them and say, "Yeah, that's edible. Yeah, that, no, that's not. Leave that alone. That's a gift. That's a that's a will. You know, that's a lengthy yeah. lengthy education." She told yeah. me one time she drove up to these people's houses because she saw some mushrooms out there growing on the tree, and and they were out in the yard. And she said, "Do y'all not like mushrooms?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, but you know there aren't any around here." And she yeah. goes, "Your tree right here, right?" <laughs> These are, oh well, I didn't know you can eat those. She said, "Yes, you can." I think there are actually some morels <laughs> growing on my property. That our, our prior owners to, Ooh, would, would hunt good. for them, but again. I think I kind of know what they look like, but I would probably cut them and bring them in show Louisa before very, I before I. Well, no fry morels them. are very distinct. No, distinct. no other mushroom looks like they have those. that little uh, uh, head with lots of holes in the yes. little yeah. tall cap. Right, mm-hmm. I don't think any other mushroom looks like that. Be my luck, though. You know, <laughs> I get a bad morel. <laughs> 
This is uh, this type of poem that Sarah has written. It's sometimes called a mask poem because it's written from the point of view of an, an object, mm-hmm. a thing, a, a non-human. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool, a message from the mushroom. Message, yeah, as if, so, the, as if it could speak. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and telling us all these details about it and uh, all the, the qualities that it, that it has that can be of service to uh, humans yeah. <laughs> is basically what the, how this mask poem is operating. And you know what I enjoyed? I enjoyed this cyclical quality of this. It's yeah. like, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid of your aging, your decaying, mm-hmm. your changing. It's part of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's part of every situation you know, that we experience. Right. So, oh, that's a good, that's how a mushroom is a good metaphor for that cycle of life mm-hmm. kind of thing. Because, you know, like what we were just saying, that it, it grows up out of dying things. Yeah. I find it interesting. You never saw mushrooms so much in the 50s and 60s. But boy, in the 70s, <laughs> they were all over the kitchen trivets and the uh, towels and the and, canister, and the sets. canister <laughs> sets and linens. Here, the mushrooms came marching in. Now, there was a dance of the mushrooms in um, uh, Fantasia, oh, yeah. Walt Disney's Fantasia. But I remember the mushroom. When I think of mushroom, I think of the 1970s. That's just, you know, orange, yellow, brown, green. Well, 70s mushrooms. When I was in college in the early early 80s, that was the thing to do. So the local theater would play Fantasia, and people would get them some mushrooms. Okay, I thought you then go and watch it. I'm okay. There we go. I did not know that. Yeah. They had to experience it. What with well, yeah. just, okay. Yeah. I bet that was something to see Fantasia while you were uh, in Fantasia uh, Land. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> not I that I'm saying it. I ever did that. <laughs> no heavens, no heavens, no. But I also found it interesting, and I wrote this down, um, we tend to look down upon or with disdain upon creatures and plants that are part of the immediate recycling process, the, the vultures, the hyenas, the jackals, um, the fungus, the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, they eat carrion. They, mm-hmm. they are, they're on rotting things and this and that. And yet without them, we would be up to our sequoia trees in, 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 in a <laughs> – Dead matter. Yeah, it is necessary. Yeah. They are they are necessary, and oftentimes they're un- underappreciated. Yes, um, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I you know, I hyena will crack a bone and you know take down. He's <laughs> like, well, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. You know, vultures looking down at you like, are you you know, are you ready to go yet? No, not yet. <laughs> nope. Buzzards, buzzards here. You buzzards. know, we see them when you see them circling. It's like, oh, there's something dead around. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. often circling around my house. They were so. <laughs> no, why is that? Because you know, there's lots you of dead to, stuff oh, okay. around my house. I, I thought, are you trying to tell you you're, you look you look well? I don't know why they'd be circling your your house. <laughs> Actually, when I swim in the pool outside, that's by my house. They often circle me in the pool, and I'm just like, I'm alive. Yeah, I'm I not may flo- look dead lying on this. You I'm know. not floating belly up in the water. <laughs> you know, I'm fine. <laughs> yes. Oh, they, they they investigate. Yeah, the dogs right. They'll circle around like, hey, what yeah. what's going on down here? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, they don't bother me. I like buzzards. <laughs> They're beautiful to watch flying. Oh, They're yeah. beautiful. I mean, ugly, right. ugly, but beautiful in flying. Ugly but beautiful. You're right. Mm-hmm. Bill, what did the girl mushroom say to the boy mushroom? <sighs> you are a fung fungus of beauty. Oh, you almost. Had oh it. my gosh. You are a fun. You are a fun girl, fungus, guy. fun guy. You're a fun guy. <laughs> well, I've got one for you. Okay. 
why is it impossible to have a comprehensible conversation with a hyperactive female fungus? Oh my gosh, that's why, quite a question. Why can you not? Why can you not talk to a hyperactive female fungus? Uh, because there's spores. Because she talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not even close. Because she talking too much. <laughs> oh no. She talking too she much. Talking too she talking too much. You talking too much. She talking. I thought that's kind of sexist, but I, there's no other way to to spin that because no, it's a shit talking, right. not a hit talking. It's a shit Not a hit talking. Man, we're gonna get. Yeah, that's we're gonna get tomatoes and potatoes thrown at us. Oh. Well, my lover, the online etymology dictionary tells me about mushroom. It's kind of interesting, Bill, because it's uh, disputed. We don't really know where the word mushroom comes from. Mushroom. There are some, yeah, there are some ideas. The two main ones that people have are that it might be um, from a word that um, is from the the late Latin miseron, um, which has to do with moss. You know, that's mm -hmm. the one. Uh, idea about it, applied to a variety which grows in moss also well, that would you know make sense but we don't really know but then also people say it might be from 1327 from the surname john musheron so it might be named after a person mm -hmm. too we don't really know i've never really looked up the word mushroom in other languages like in Spanish or mm -hmm. Japanese, or mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see how they pronounce this form of fungus. Oh, okay. You know, well, I don't know. You should ask a little wife how you say it in Cherokee. <laughs> how do you say fungus in Cherokee? Oh yeah, I will. Mm -hmm. It was used figuratively for something or someone that makes a sudden appearance in full form from the 1590s, which I thought that was really early. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that. Somebody, mm -hmm. you know, an upstart in the family, someone who rises up is a mushroom. Interesting, because, yeah. they, because they are very quick <laughs> yeah. overnight. You know, oh, they, yeah. they spring up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's from the 1590s. Interesting. Yeah. Right. And the, um, the phrase mushroom cloud, of course, that didn't come into public awareness until the 50s till the 50s yeah. till that till the h-bomb you know yeah. and yeah. and that's sort of terrifying the atomic age yeah gave it kind of a terrifying aspect it's a mushroom mm -hmm. cloud yes do you know what you call a mushroom that makes music um uh, very melodic mushroom a decomposer De a decomposer <laughs> ba -dum -bum. uh oh <laughs> I'm a little delayed in my response there. <laughs> oh my! I've been taking a, a new medication that's just made me want to uh, lie like a Victorian lady on a f lie fainting couch <laughs> and just let the mushrooms come and take over your your body. You know, it's been very hard to be vertical. Yeah. In the last week, yeah. So, um, yeah. Delayed response. That's right, right. Well, no wonder the vultures are circling your. I'm a little bit like a mushroom, mushroom. actually. <laughs> right, right. Although I'm not shooting up vertically uh, overnight, I'm just still lying. Some mushrooms grow horizontally. Yes. You know, and then they, they, they spread their roots into what's called a fairy circle or sometime, and you have this circle of mm -hmm. mushrooms or fungus here and there. We always have a fairy circle up around the house. Um, up, um, actually, where the the first museum was at, and my dad's old 
machine shop, there's a fairy circle that pops up there every year. Was there a big tree there at one time? I don't know, probably. You know, the, because yeah. that whole area was oak trees mm-hmm. at one time. Yeah. Yeah. You have to get a picture of one of the grand girls sitting in the middle in the beautiful little dress yeah. with, you know, little yeah. pixie. <laughs> um, I think I think the month of November is appropriate for this uh, for this poem because November is a time of decomposition, leaves falling, mm-hmm. um, going to sleep, yes, if you will, slowing uh, down, slowing down, which again is kind of how my week has been. <laughs> right, we we slow down, we slow down, take we take stock. But you know, when leaves fall, it's it's kind of a mess. But it's necessary. It is. The decom- leave them alone. Leave, leave the, leaves. the leaves. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of critters that li- live in leaves, aren't yeah. there? Yeah. But the decomposition of leaves are what create the forest floor mm-hmm. and, and the trees and everything else springs from that. Yeah. That's the baseline of life. You yeah. know. So it's it's I found it very appropriate. I mean, my son did me a great favor a couple of weekends ago. He came and blew the the leaves out of my gutter and blew them off the porch and. Fix my porch. Still a lot of cool things, but we just blew the leaves out into you know the yard, mm-hmm. so they're out there. And I found if you mow leaves, um, mulch them in, sometimes you get a lot of weeds, chickweed and stuff. You're not even supposed to mow leaves. I think it's you? better to leave them. Yeah, just you know, leave them full. Leave them full, fully as, intact, as, as they are. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've learned. That's right. Mm-hmm. Leave. We the could leave, all leave the leaves. We could leave all use a, a, more mushrooms. In our lives, we certainly could, certainly can, and they do grow under. I've got a lot of, as Sarah says in her poem, she's got the metaphor of the the broken branches. She said, "The broken branches that no longer serve you," and um, so I I take that as the I don't know maybe old ways of doing things or certainly um, old thoughts that you have that no longer serve you. Those are the broken branches, and. Uh, and they're dragging the ground or they're dragging you down. And then those mushrooms are under the branches harboring new life. Yep. And uh, so that's one of the the cool metaphors, I think, in this poem. That was my it's, favorite line. Yes. Buried under the broken branches, mm-hmm. the bees. Mm-hmm. Buried under the broken branches. Yes. Mm-hmm. The alliteration is uh, really uh, emphasizes mm-hmm. her idea there. There's another poem that this one immediately made me think of by one of my favorite poets, Sylvia Plath, and it's called Mushrooms. I'd like to read it. Overnight, very widely, discreetly, very quietly, our toes, our noses take hold on the loam, acquire the air. Nobody sees us, stops us, betrays us. The small grains make room. Soft fists insist on heaving the needles, the leafy bedding, even the paving. Our hammers, our rams, earless and eyeless, perfectly voiceless, widen the crannies, shoulder through holes. We diet on water, on crumbs of shadow, bland-mannered, asking little or nothing. So many of us, so many of us, we are shelves, we are tables, we are meek, we are edible, nudgers and shovers in spite of ourselves. Our kind multiplies. We shall, by morning, inherit the earth, our foots in the door. In the door, entering. <laughs> you know what I wrote down? <laughs> crumbs of shadow. Yeah. Oh, that is good. We diet on water on crumbs, crumbs of shadow. Crumbs of shadow. Mm-hmm. 
That is a delicious phrase yeah. right there. Yeah, you know? and the other neat thing is this is a mask poem too because it's written from the point of view of the mushroom. The mushroom again. Yeah. What what is that about the mushroom? Because that mushrooms, we feel we have to give voice to the mushroom. Well, because the mushrooms have a hard time holding a pen or typing <laughs> on a keyboard. You know, they're little tiny. They're kind of floppy. They're kind of they? floppy, and they have you know, they have a nice little cap, but they don't have little arms are tiny, so they need help. <laughs> we got to help them. Got to help them out. Sean, has anyone um, um, when people read your poems, do you do you like to do you pay attention to how? how they read them yeah, or sure you know and mm-hmm. it, it, it does it happen a lot or you know I, I very rarely hear anybody reading my poems really because yeah. you wrote you wrote one that i would like to try to do justice to quickly it's one you wrote recently about oddly enough the leaving and okay. it's then the, and it's sort of it it is um in relation to this in in a way okay but I, it's it's let me read this uh as i hope i can do justice uh, to, as well as it because it's a beautiful poem The leaving, standing behind a running line of deer, I stop to watch the wind play its symphony with the leaves, whose name is so befitting now. Leave, leave. We run toward, we enter, we submerge, and we leave. This time of year is for leaving. It has always been that way and always will be. The nights are only occasionally frosty, yet the hints of frost are becoming proof as they multiply. As the deer disappear in the brambles that surround the pond, I capture the touch of frost and hold its cold message to my chest. I hold the evidence of mutability against my skin, which forgets because of endless knowing. Squirrels dance around my feet. Now I see more of them than I have all year and the titmice have returned to the branches they somehow never left, and the armadillo stops making ruts in the earth long enough to amble across my path. Industry plays a steady baseline in the background. The world of our entering and the world of our leaving. The world of our adapting and the world of our making. There has never been a time when it was not so. Time out of mind. The mice drove the couch the, the mice drove the coach beneath the helicopter blades of the mayapples into the rust of autumn, where the spiders wove wet webs into the night. Time out of mind. November settles. November, excuse me. Time out of mind. November settled on the house like a secret. Hmm. I just thought that was lovely. Well, thank you. And I, I need. I was wanting to type that up. Forgive me. Forgive me, listeners, because um, <laughs> I, forgive me, Sean. Um, when I type it, it's easier for me to read than I, when it's on my phone. And yeah. I didn't have time this morning, but That's I really fine. wanted to include that in this session. Yeah, it's a little mushroomy, isn't it? It is mushroomy. <laughs> it is mushroomy. Yes. Thank so you. It, it, it's Novembery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you read it well. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And if, actually, a couple of places where you know you, you stumble just a tad bit, mm-hmm. that's a that's um, that's a good reminder for me in revision. That's probably something I need to go back and look at. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'm going to take more of the blame than that. No, I don't think so because that's the that's the first version of that poem. That that was a poem that I adapted from a prose piece, and it was just it's the first version, so it does need to be revised. Yeah. So but the, I'll go back and look at a couple but of those. the images are just lovely. You, you know, the squirrels and the deer and the armadillo. I, I'm, I'm a creature. I'm a creature guy. <laughs> the tit mice and the squirrels and the deer and the armadillo. Uh, I just love it. Yep. <laughs> what yeah. are they symbols of? There's uh, To me, they're symbols of, of um, 
sort of like getting ready to rest for the winter. Okay. Your creature's getting ready to, 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 to reemerge in the spring. Yeah. Well, if you go online and you look around for the symbolism of mushrooms, you will find everything. Mm-hmm. People have a lot of ideas about it. Mm-hmm. Now, in general, they, have, they symbolize transformation, mm-hmm. kind of like Sarah has described in her poem there. Also, good health and fertility. Okay, I'll take I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, they are used in, you know, rituals and in various. Oh, and and, and you know, places and, and <laughs> as far as cooking goes, they're almost like a delicacy. Oh yeah, you know, they're very. Uh, I think the uh, Japanese use mushrooms and Europeans and. and Julia Child, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't beat a portobello mm-hmm. mushroom no. sandwich. Yes, yes. Oh, Meaty and, so and, and, and yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And then you can also look up dream symbolism when you have mushrooms in your dreams, which I can't remember ever dreaming about. I've never dreamed of a mushroom. Now I probably will tonight. But no, <laughs> I have never dreamed of a mushroom before. I mean, I ha- might have, but I do not remember. Mm-hmm. But if you if you see a mushroom in your dream, uh, it can mean some surprising changes are coming towards you, mm-hmm. and they'll most likely be good. Interesting. Yes, this is what some people say. Now, if the mushroom is growing up out of the ground, it can symbolize male fertility. Okay. Which, you know, anything that's uh, upright, people people you I, know, say that's male fertility. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I get it. You know, all of a sudden, it's like, yes, I see. <laughs> have, you ever, yes. have you ever read a book of dream symbolism? Uh, you know, I've never. I'm sorry no. if y'all are really into that, but I, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, um, if you see mushrooms growing on walls in a dream, it can mean you're receiving the wisdom you need in your life. Okay. All right. I well, didn't, that new to me. Yeah. New to me. I don't understand why mushrooms growing in walls would mean wisdom. Yeah. And what kind of walls would they be growing on? I don't know. know. It'd be in an abandoned house. Yeah, right. If you eat a mushroom that tastes bad, it could mean you're hurting a person that's close to you. Or you you (laughs) could be poisoning yourself (laughs) as well. I would also, you know... Get the phone close and, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to rain on that parade, but it's like I would be like, oh, you know, I don't feel so good. Yeah. <laughs> if right. you eat a mushroom that smells bad, mm-hmm. it can mean you're in the company of an untrustworthy and sneaky person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or you're hallucinating about that person <laughs> once again. I don't. Why are you eating something that smells bad, people? It's in a dream. <laughs> it's, it's in a dream, it's but a it's dream. it's in a dream. I'd be like gasping for air, you know, holding my stomach. I just can't imagine having a dream where I have a mushroom and it smells bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really think I I have the sense of smell in my dreams. Do you? I have. I don't recall. Truly, not. I can't. Mm-mm. I can't think of that. Maybe no. that's. Maybe I'm just not very well-rounded no I, I the olfactory sense in in, in dreams since tends to be not i have not really recognized it either it's, i don't even recognize almost, color that much okay maybe i'm not sure yeah but but dreams are almost entirely uh, uh, visual visual and auditory mm-hmm. aren't they yes and oftentimes i'm lost and i can't get home or i can't you know, i'm somewhere without any clothes on or whatever that yeah, seems to be a consistent thing falling out yes what is that yeah <laughs> Bill, did you hear the joke about fungus? 
Among Us. <laughs> um, you may not like it at first, but it'll grow on it'll you. Grow on me. That's why. That's why you gotta take those showers. <laughs> what did the grouchy mushroom say to the loud mushroom? Um, let me think. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna cap your head. Close. I'm gonna put a cap on. Put it. a cap on. It. <laughs> <laughs> I get so close. It's almost yeah. like you're tel- empathically giving me these words. <laughs> I did a hand motion that was trying to be a cap, so I was, that was trying to give you. A that hand, was a really that good. Was a cap. That was good. That was that been, a good hand that was, motion? That was a good password <laughs> assist for me. I'm not, was that allowed in password? Oh, I don't think they oh. could use their hands oh, okay. in password. Right. Could they? Surely not. Probably not. Dick okay. Clark. Dick Clark would have gotten yeah, onto us. They probably had their hands tied down or something. <laughs> right. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Well. Um, it's that time of the episode where we're about to, to wrap it up. But I did want to say, you know what? Keep keep spreading the word about this um, this thing we're doing, people. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> wacky Poem Life. Mm-hmm. There are four out of five poets who recommend Wacky Poem That's, Life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fifth poet we have locked in the <laughs> doll's eye closet. In the <laughs> it really gives us a thumbs up. We stay in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Keep sharing it. We're going to keep doing it. I think it's important. And it, it helps us also talk about some things going on at the museum. One of those is we have an exhibit that's coming up from the Oklahoma History Center called Outlaws and Lawmen. And there's a poetry contest associated with it where you write about an outlaw or a law enforcement person from Oklahoma or who has some ties to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Write a poem about him or her, and they do need to be real people. Not you're not going to make up the character, and those are due on December 28th. And there are more details about it on the museum website, rompoetry.com. And then in April, we hope to have an exhibit called Oklahoma Homa, which is going to be an an honoring and a celebration of poets from Oklahoma. So if you are a poet from Oklahoma, and I hope some of y'all are listening out mm-hmm. there. We need your we need your input. Come forth. Yes. Come forth. And so again, go to our website. You will see under uh, exhibits. You will see a page about it and what you need to do to get us your information. So you'll be in the exhibit, which is going to open when we have Wonder City Word Fest. And what a colorful next year. What a colorful um, you know uh, topic. Mm-hmm. Outlaws and, and lawmen. Oh yeah, that going to be fun. Choose a lane or choose both lanes. <laughs> you know, choose a black hat, choose a white hat, choose choose whatever. You know, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, and there's lots of you know pretty famous outlaws and law men that are associated with this area, even just northeastern Oklahoma, like mm-hmm. Bell Star and mm-hmm. Pretty Boy Floyd. Did Bonnie and Clyde ever come through this state? I think they came through. I would, you know, I because just saw they that, were from I just Texas. saw that movie this last week. Yeah. You know, the 1960 something movie with. Uh, yeah. Warren Beatty. Yeah. I don't know how accurate it was, but, you know, my goodness, colorful characters. Yeah. Colorful characters. It wasn't accurate in how they looked. They were not oh, nearly as good looking I'm, as Warren Beatty and Phaeton. Certainly. <laughs> certainly. I would I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Okay. Well, that's that's all I got. You got anything it's, else? No, it's been fun. It's been, it's been fungus among us here. Fungus among us. <laughs> Oh my, that was bad. Oh well. We'll go out. We'll go out and be humongous fungus. Yeah. We'll go we'll we'll go out with the bang. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Bye guys.